Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On today's news, the USA Network are reportedly very pissed at a Hell in a Cell match that went down last night. Becky Lynch is backstage at SmackDown. Why these two NXT stars were at last night's SmackDown as well. And a bunch of new matches announced for Hell in a Cell and AW Dynamite. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? It's my name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things wrestling news. But before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all today's stories. It all really does help. And links to each story is in the description below. So click the timestamps and away you go. But first up, USA Network not happy with Hell in a Cell. No, I mean, I was very happy with Hell in a Cell, yeah. so I don't know what their problem is. No, I, I, I see what their problem is. Um, Andrew Zarian from the Matt Men podcast also sees what the, the problem is. <laughs> yeah, big time. He's coming out with some brilliant nuggets right now. So this is another, this is yet another. Um, we said that I can tell you for a fact that USA Network is very unhappy that the Hell in a Cell match is happening on SmackDown. This was obviously reported just before the match happened. So I'm not going to say they are fuming, but they are very unhappy about it. So yeah, they probably fuming really just didn't want to say they were fuming but they are and uh, this is all largely because of the fact that USA is under the NBC universal like umbrella banner whatever you want to call it so that means that obviously NBC have got Peacock and the match was originally going to be going down on Peacock at a Peacock pay-per-view of Hell in a Cell but now because it moved over to Smackdown and it's a big match that moved over to Smackdown it's not going to be on that pay-per-view anymore they've pretty much just lost one of the marquee matches that is going to make people want to buy that pay-per-view or obviously like buy a Peacock subscription to watch it for free. They've just gone, there you go, have it on SmackDown. It's great for us because we get to talk about it and we saw it for free and like we were going to watch it anyway, but you can kind of see where the USA Network were coming from. But the match itself was pretty, I enjoyed it, really enjoyed it. Like it just had Roman Reigns getting beaten on really for a lot of the time by Rey Mysterio. And then in the end, he just killed him. Because that's what, that's what Roman does, isn't it, really? Yeah. He, he killed him, and then Jimmy raised his hand at the end. That was a nice uh, furthering of that story. It was said that Dominic got seriously injured by Roman the week before because, yes, he got powerbombed over the top rope. That tends to happen. So a lot of good stuff going down on SmackDown, but the USA Network, they're pissed, Phil. Yeah, it's a bit weird, this kind of dynamic with the USA Network and the Fox Network, because originally, obviously, Raw was the sort of biggest show that WWE had, and then Fox paid a ridiculous amount of money for SmackDown, so that became the big moneymaker, and then back to NBC for Peacock deal and add in that with Raw and stuff, and yeah, at least for me, 
Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio was very much the marquee match of Hell in a Cell and the, I don't want to say one match I was really looking forward to, <laughs> might be a little bit harsh, but the big selling point of that pay-per-view and to take that away from them, I seemingly, I guess, without telling them and just chucking it on SmackDown. Uh, not the best move when you're just trying to start up this brand new streaming platform thing, shift over from the WWE Network. You kind of just want to get as many people into that as possible. Um, so yeah, another teething problem with Peacock, I guess. There's been, there's been a few. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking of SmackDown, Becky Lynch was backstage last night. Uh, now this is coming from Fightful Select. They reported that Becky Lynch was indeed backstage at SmackDown to take in the show. Uh, but she has also been spending time at the Performance Centre all this week. Uh, their sources say that Becky Lynch is looking absolutely jacked and like she has never left the ring. Uh, she watched a bunch of training matches and she trained herself. Uh, and PW Insider reported as well that she has trained in the ring herself with Indy Hartwell to have a little bit of a wrestle about and see what's what. Um, PW Insider are also reporting that it's kind of all part of the process of her re return to action for WWE. So getting her in-ring shape, a little bit of training, getting her ready, but it seems like they're kind of upping the gears with this and she may be coming back sometime soon, whether it's a return on either a Raw or SmackDown when the crowds are back or whether it's a come build up to a match at SummerSlam or something like that. Obviously all up in the air. Obviously coming back to SmackDown might just be a formality that it just happened to be on a day that she was available and so she goes to SmackDown. Obviously she uh, lost the title on Raw or like handed over the title on Raw so she is technically a Raw superstar. So it'll be interesting to see where she fits in with everything um, when she eventually does come back but no doubt she is going to be a massive part of any women's division that she jumps into. <laughs> oh definitely and I'm also I, th I think in the, those reports as well it was said that the people with the women involved in those divisions on both Raw and SmackDown are really can't, like just chop it at the bit to get it back because they feel that when she does come back maybe the storylines are going to improve because you can't really just have Becky yeah. Lynch being in storylines about oh I'm prettier than you the man ain't going to take that she's not she's going to pop up and just go alright what are we doing whose heads am I taking like let's just go for this like you've got to also take into account that like Becky Lynch had a kid in December and she's now jacked and shredded you've seen all these pictures that pop on Instagram she just like sneaks into the back of one every now and again you're like that, that woman just had a kid like how is she the it's it's remarkable. So in my in my mind, she can take all the time she needs. If she needs another six months, yeah, take it. But if she is at this point where she's in the ring, bumping, doing matches, doing like just training in general, it's mind-boggling to me. So when she does come back, like obviously just just through being Becky Lynch, great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop for that. But just for, also the fact that she's had a kid and now is back. It's just yeah. I can't get my head around that, Phil. It's madness to me. So, also though, backstage at SmackDown, it was a bit of a busy night behind the scenes, really. And yeah, you can't really blame SmackDown for just wanting to, to, to get as many people on board as they can, maybe in the near future. But we're hearing that two NXT champions were backstage. Madness. So, Karrion Cross was there with Scarlett and uh, PW Insider slash uh, uh, F4W Online all reported that Bronson Reed was there as well, who's obviously the North American champion. And the reason they were there is because they were wrestling dark matches to kind of show the people, the, the WWE officials behind the scenes, what they could do, really, just so they can get a better look at them. Um, it's not being said specifically whether Bronson Reed's being considered for a call-up at this moment in time, but carrying Cross, the word on the street over the last week or so has been that they are very much thinking about bringing him up 
whether that's going to be at the draft, whether that's going to be before SummerSlam, not too sure. It does feel like on NXT, it's a bit like they've booked him into a position now where he can't really go anywhere else unless he fights Samoa Joe, which I would love. That'd be great. But it's a bit, yeah, I don't know. He may have run his, uh, run his race there in NXT. So it's a bit... It's a bit awesome, really, if that does happen, if they do end up like coming up to SmackDown or Raw at some point in the near future. We're hoping SmackDown for both of them because we just like our wrestlers to have a good time and it doesn't look like they have that on Raw right now. But I think this is seriously interesting that you've had three fairly big names there backstage at SmackDown this week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like NXT, like obviously the pattern always used to be rise up the ranks of NXT, become the champion, move over to Raw and SmackDown kind of instantly after that. But they've kind of come into some weird holding pattern where they like rise up the ranks of NXT, become the champion, fall down a little bit in NXT, rise back up, become the champion, and uh, just go in this steady wave of just being on NXT. So it'll be interesting, especially with Karrion Cross. This is probably the shortest call-up in quite a while, I guess, in terms of the amount of time they've spent there um, and what the NXT system is now. Um, but yeah, interesting to see where they would fit them in the cards as well. I mean, Karrion Cross, the whole package feels a bit more raw than anything else but then if you put him over to raw what then happens and you've got the dreaded thing of whenever an nxt call-up is ready and they're coming up to the main roster you're like oh this is great they're gonna get their chance and then at the other side you're like oh this is terrible this is gonna go so badly <laughs> i mean just look at damian priest recently he's kind of had this great big push and now he's just gone missing again yeah. it's like yeah, oh. one of the the best call-ups in sort of recent memory and look and Still look at what's happened to it after. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with all of that, with the draft coming up and everything. But uh, we have a bunch of announcements. First up for Hell in a Cell, we've got a couple of matches added since they took a bunch of time away from the show by moving Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio over to SmackDown. So they've added Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn um, again on that show because Sami Zayn helped um, Commander Aziz and Apollo Crews beat Kevin Owens and Big E on SmackDown. And then we're also getting Cesaro versus Seth again. Both singles matches on Hell in a Cell. So they should be in, they're going to be really good matches no matter what, even if we have seen them a bunch of times. Um, but they have also announced that they are moving Bianca Belair and Bailey into the Hell in a Cell structure because obviously there was only one match on the card that was actually a Hell in a Cell match now, and that's a bit strange. Uh, so that's all the changes to Hell in a Cell, and then we've got a bunch of stuff announced for the upcoming two AAW Dynamites. And they are returning to Wednesdays on the 30th of June, so not next week's episode, but the week after. And they've announced the main event is going to be MJF versus Sammy Guevara, because on last night's Dynamite, MJF attacked Jericho and Dean Malenko after the big um, Jake Hagar MMA fight thing, after Jake Hagar won that. Uh, and then afterwards, Sammy Guevara chased them all off. So this is going to be the first time that Sammy Guevara and MJF have wrestled on AEW. And that we're also going to get Britt Baker and Rebel taking on Nyla Rose and Vicky Guerrero, of all things. And Miro versus Brian Pillman Jr., which should be good fun as well. Uh, but next Saturday on AEW Dynamite, the last the Dynamite that's on a Saturday because of all the NBA playoffs and things, uh, we're going to get the big match between Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy, which is going to be very good fun. And we're also getting Hangman Page versus Powerhouse Hobbs. So a couple of good Dynamites coming up as well. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that Hangman Page one with, uh, with yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs. That's a, uh, yeah, if you like the, the Brian Cage dynamic, that's just turn that up a few notches. That's what we're going to get again. That's uh, that's good stuff. Yeah, and the Jungle Boy Kenny match, that's going to be great. AEW, man, they just know they know how to hook you, don't they? They, they just do. hook you for that next week and then a couple of weeks and after. It's mad. They advertise shows two weeks in advance. 
Who'd have thought? WWE, who'd... We, WWE, it was amazing that they announced the Hell in a Cell match in advance on SmackDown, and that was a day. <laughs> yeah, that was... It's just, yeah, it's one of those things. If you just if you let people know in advance what's coming, they'll probably tune in. It's madness. Always. Uh, but we'll end it on some qu Twitter questions. You can uh, get them to us over on Twitter, at PhilMyChambers, at GMorgan04, at WhatCultureWWE, any of the above. Uh, but the first question comes from Mark Solid. Uh, it's kind of a two-parter question as well. Cheeky. Uh, but we'll get into both of them. Why not? He says, Morning, homies. Happy Saturday. It's a two-part question. What New Japan teams would you like to see come to AEW Impact or NWA? And who would you want them to face? That's the first bit. And then we'll get into the second bit afterwards. I'm not sure because I quite like Finn Juice and they already went to Impact. And that would have been my answer. So yeah. I'm a bit kind yeah. of... Yeah, I'm a bit lost on that one now. I was like, oh. <laughs> so yeah, that, that is my answer. But it's kind of a cheat answer. Fair. Um, I will always pick the Gorillas of Destiny because as much as we hate Tamatonga, still kind of want to see him wrestle everywhere. Uh, but also Show and Yo because I just love Show and Yo. They're just great. Um, and if you could make a four-way tag team match with one person from each company, who would you pick? Ooh, so copying out like New Japan's Finn Juice because that's my that's my <laughs> that's my that's my, my go-to one. Um, Impact. Ooh. Good Brothers, gotta go Good Brothers, technically, I'm gonna go there, and then I go on AW, Jurassic Express, but I go for the, the Mako stunt, Luchasaurus dynamic, because I just love that, it's just great, just little and large, works the tree every time, and then on WWE, you got, are we gonna split NXT and WWE, or is that all together? Uh, all together. All together, Grizzled Young Veterans, there you go, that's a nice little, little bit of everything there, I think. Fair. Um, I think I'm just going to round up all the top guys. Kenny Omega, Okada, because, I mean, you put them together, it's magic. Can I have Daniel Bryan, though? I was going to say Daniel Bryan, but obviously he's not technically in WWE. We could swap out Daniel Bryan for Cesaro, I suppose. And on the Impact side, Moose, why not mix it up a bit? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Love a bit of Moose. you got to throw that powerhouse dynamic just yeah. in the middle just to mess everything up. <laughs> Uh, and the next question comes from uh, Dustin Sensenik, who says, let's have some fun with this. Who would win in a staring contest, Dexter Loomis or the Eye of Sauron? Dexter Loomis, every time. Always. Every, every time. time. That's, yeah, it's not, it's not that I want him to win. He just, yeah, it's, that's what he does. That's his <laughs> that's thing. That's all he does. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's staring at me currently. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Uh, so yes, thank you very much for joining us on today's Wrestling News. Like I say, you can follow us on Twitter at FillMyChambers and you can follow Gareth at GMorgan04. And you can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure to subscribe to the channel, like the video and comment down below what you think of all of today's stories. It all really, really does help. Um, but most importantly, uh, wait, I did the Hell in a Cell stream. It's coming up tomorrow. Me and Adam Wilborn are going to do that and ups and downs for Smackdown and Roman Reigns Hell in a Cell is coming later on today. All the things are happening. And like I say, most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.